Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and I am your host as always. And today we have we have a very uh, special guest, um, Bob Rustbolt, the CEO and president of the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America. You may know them as the Big Eye National. Bob, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Great to be with you, Ryan. I uh, I love having heavy hitters on the show because I get a little. Uh, I get a little nervous because I want to ask you the right questions because I know you have so much experience and knowledge in the industry and I get about, you know, 18 to 20 minutes to, to really kind of hit my show mark and, um, and p- choosing the right questions is tough. So if I uh, talk too fast, uh, just forgive me, okay? I'll listen faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're both East Coast guys, so that works. Um so the very first thing that I wanted to get into a little bit with you was, and I know this is a big part of what you guys do uh, down in D.C., is, and, I, and actually you're in the, the D.C. proper office today, um, is, is all about the, the, the political landscape and helping um, uh, representatives and, and senators and, and the national government better understand uh, how different pieces of legislation impact uh, in the insurance industry, insurance consumers, and, and independent, independent agents as business owners. So I'd love to, and maybe this is too broad a uh, question, so go wherever you want with it, but I'd love to just start with maybe some high-level thoughts on, on what's happening um, in politics today that, that agents should be aware of. What's, what's kind of buzzing um, down on the Hill? Right. Well, the primary focus of the big eye, of course, historically has been on advocacy, advocating for agents in Washington, D.C., day in and day out uh, on issues that they don't have the ability to, to impact on a daily basis. So uh, we have a Capitol Hill office. We have uh, professional lobbyists that are all former congressional staffers. Uh, they are uh, dedicated to representing independent agents and brokers uh, on all of those issues that impact their profession. And we have to remember that with one stroke of a pen, literally independent agents could have their taxes increase tremendously or even be put out of business. So it's about protecting and promoting the independent agency system and the profession. Um, the, the political dynamic changed overnight in the last election in November. Uh, Republicans now have the White House for the first time uh, in many years. They control the House and the Senate with a very, very slim majority in the Senate. So Republicans control the levers of power. But as we've seen with the filibuster in the Senate, it doesn't always mean you get everything that you want. But instead of expanding government, expanding entitlements, um, expanding the power of trial lawyers, and so on and so forth, we, we see a different dynamic in Washington now where we're trying to uh, uh, work with the administration on issues that impact agents from a pro-business perspective. So the perspective of the government in general is more favorable to business owners. Um, as employers and as job creators. So there is a different dynamic in Washington now. It's more pro-business. Our messages are going to be heard uh, by friendlier ears. It doesn't mean we're going to get everything we want for independent agents. One primary example, flood insurance, which expires the end of September. It has to be reauthorized. Republicans generally don't like government-run programs if they believe the private sector can do it better, more efficiently, and more effectively. 
there are a number of Republicans that believe the flood insurance program should be run by insurance companies and administered in the private sector. So uh, there are some that want to cut agent commissions, want to phase out the national flood insurance program, uh, and and have some reforms that could be uh, detrimental to the best interests of independent agents and the consumers that they represent. So just because you have a more pro-business government in Washington doesn't mean that it's all a bed of roses for independent agents. So when something like uh, this this flood insurance thing uh, comes up, right? So you, you hear just from being in the network that there are uh, certain Republicans who uh, may want to make this move that, that isn't necessarily in the, in the best interest of independent agents or even potentially in the best interest of insurance consumers. Um, as much as you can explain to maybe uh, non-politically um, savvy agents that are listening or like myself uh, – uh, how, how do you go about informing them? What does that process look like or the timetable for getting in front of them? How, do, how does some of that stuff work? Well, we, we know all the key players uh, from Chairman Jeb Henserling uh, and Chairman uh, Senator Mike Crapo from Idaho, the chairman of the two primary insurance committees in the House and the Senate, uh, to all of the other key players, members of Congress and, and congressional staffers. Uh, so we know who the decision makers are. Uh, we know what their interests are. But we have something that backs us up, uh, and that is three, nearly 300,000 uh, members of the big eye. And independent agents are the best lobbyists in the world. They know how to educate consumers. They know how to educate members of Congress, legislators, and decision makers. So uh, they're the experts in the field. Uh, they know what works and what doesn't work. And they know what is best for their clients' interests. And they are the best advocates for their own profession. So uh, it's both an inside game and an outside game. Yeah, and a big part of that is the event that's coming up just in a week here, uh, the Legislative Conference in Washington, D.C. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that? And maybe for, for Big Eye members who haven't taken the time to uh, come down and be part of this, um, it it astounds me every year. It's one of my favorite events to go to, just kind of the the um, uh, determination and the execution of, of all these agents kind of, I don't want to say marching on because that gives a negative depiction, but uh, taking to is probably a better way of saying it, the Hill, to meet with their local representation. Yeah, it's many agents tell me, the, the first-timers that come tell me it's almost a life-changing experience for them uh, coming to the National Legislative Conference uh, from a professional perspective. Uh, we have an incredible number of high-level speakers. Uh, we've had Presidents Ford and Reagan and Bush 41 and Bush 43 and President Clinton and Vice Presidents and Secretaries of Commerce and, and Treasury and Committee Chairs and Speakers of the House. But it's not just about the speakers that address our national conference. It's about the individual meetings that agents have with their members of Congress. Uh, we cover virtually the entire Congress uh, with both members of Congress and key congressional staffers, and those meetings have a long shelf life uh, for independent agents. And so it is an incredible experience. We're going to have a CEO panel with, with CEOs from major insurance companies. Um, there's going to be a whole host of uh, surrounding activities 
at the conference. You'll hear a, a speech from Chairman Holden, uh, chairman of the Big Eye this year from Connecticut, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's a, it really is a great experience. If, if an agent has not experienced, I strongly recommend you come and see for yourself what's going on. Yeah, I know. I've talked to a lot of uh, to a lot of young agents who uh, came for the first time, uh, uh, went up to the hill, met with their local representation, and then uh, one of the things that almost every single one of them has shared with me is how surprised they were, uh, how those relationships, uh, either with staffers or with the representatives themselves, translated back to their local market. So it wasn't just like they had this one time meeting and that was it. But rather now they're able to get meetings or see, uh, be part of events or just um, or or have a voice um, when those representatives are back in their districts, uh, and that goes a long way with continuing that relationship and and it's built right here uh, at Ledge Conference. Well, you know, members of when agents go in and meet with members of Congress, the members of Congress generally will look at the agents and they'll say, you know what's your number one problem in, you know, uh, Columbus, Ohio? What's your primary challenge? What can we do uh, to help you hire more people? What would make your job easier? Uh, what are your customers telling you in Nebraska? Um, you know, how do we deal with uh, homeowners uh, insurance on the coastline of Florida if you're a Florida agent? The members of Congress end up asking the agents many questions, generally, um, beyond just the issues that they want to talk about. And so they are picking their constituents' brains, and they remember that for a long time. They also remember they're going to talk about flood insurance and Obamacare and tax reform and all the issues that are important to, to agents, but they also will go beyond that and ask a lot of questions of their local constituents and local employers. Yeah, I it, to me it's uh, it's an incredible service to the overall industry as a whole, and in a very selfish way, you're you're helping uh, educate the representatives that are going to make decisions in your local market. And if you want things to improve or change, um, then you need to be part of it. So if you, if, I would say, you know, if you haven't been, you. It really is, um, for an insurance agent, it should be a bucket list item. It should be something that, that you make happen in, in your professional career. Obviously, in your non-professional career, it might not be a bucket list item. But um, but it definitely, uh, for those of you who are part of young agents groups or if you are a young agent, uh, man, this, this can change the course of your career in terms of the, the networking and the relationships that you make. So I, I, can't, uh, I can't recommend the event enough. Um, so I, I wanna uh, I wanna change topics a little bit. Um, uh, you have been uh, part of the insurance industry for a while now. You've seen many new technologies hit our industry, and and heard something I actually was sharing with you before uh, before we went live on this show. I said, you know, my, the very first week that I was uh, an agent, so this is almost a decade ago. Um, some new technology came out or there was a press release or something and my father-in-law said, you know, uh, that that seems interesting, but we've heard it before, right? We've we've heard this, this story of things are changing, agents are doomed before. Um, but for some reason, whether true or false, and this is really where I'm, I'm interested in your perspective, uh, right now this insure tech movement, it just feels different. So I guess my question to you is, is it different? Um, and, 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 what, and what I'm, is what I'm feeling 
unique to the fact that it's something I look at every day, or do you do think that there is a, a new paradigm or a new dynamic entering our marketplace? That's an excellent question. Um, and from a historical perspective, uh, you touched on it. We've been hearing for decades, uh, whether it's Conning or McKinsey or others saying, you know, independent agents are going to go the way of buggy whip manufacturers or milkmen uh, and those sorts of things. And of course, they have never been true uh, nor borne uh, out in those predictions. Um, remember when Sears and Allstate did a deal where you were going to go in and buy a lawnmower and an auto policy at the same time. That fell flat. Or Walmart, that has not really gone anywhere. But all of those uh, experiments really did not bring efficiencies to the insurance marketplace or to the insurance transaction. It didn't reduce transactional costs. It really wasn't more efficient. If you're going in to buy a lawnmower, you're really not thinking about homeowner's insurance. Um, so it, it, those models were interesting. Uh, people talked about them at the time, uh, even right up to Google this time, which of course fell flat as well. But you raise a good point. With the insure techs, with all of the technology capabilities now, with all of the uh, aggregated data and the micro data that can be developed now on consumer behavior and individual consumers, uh, I believe it is a little different this time. And I do believe that if more efficiencies can be brought to our industry and there can be a reduction in transactional costs to both agents and to insurance companies, that there is something there this time. Does it mean the independent agent is going to be displaced or disintermediated? The answer is no. But it is more incumbent for agents to evolve now than it has been in the past uh, because of the capabilities to bring efficiencies to the marketplace. And everybody's looking for efficiencies. And the PE companies, the VC companies have all sniffed around our industry big time because there's still a lot of operations going on like it's the 1970s. And they believe that our industry is ripe for more efficiency. So I do believe it is a little different this time. I believe that as long as we evolve, uh, that we are going to be just fine and thrive. But those that are status quo in their mindset and their operations are going to experience some significant challenges. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I have been uh, uh, circling the country. I have a, a presentation that I give called How to Sell Insurance to Millennials. And and the, the crux of it is that, um, is that the, the millennial generation, which is now 36 years old, um, uh, is, is not the 17-year-old with their, with their nose buried in a phone anymore. Uh, they're buying homes. They're, they're buying toys. They're, they're moving from uh, strategists to managers, managers to directors. They're starting their own business. Uh, businesses they're they're buying second homes if they you know if they're doing well um, it's it's now is the time to capture these people and they just simply do not shop the same way so even from a just a straight marketing perspective um, we have to at least think about our business differently and then the, the word you use that I think is is so incredibly important um, is the word efficiency right it's where can we inject technology that increases efficiency without removing 
the human element, which is the true decommoditization factor of our industry, right? Is it's that human being, it's their experience that makes us so different from from agency to agency, uh, policy to policy, really. Insurance is a complicated product. Nobody reads their policies unless they absolutely have to. They might as well be written in Japanese for the average American consumer because they don't read them, they don't understand them. So, you know, a lot of people argue that personal lines is commoditized. You can make a compelling argument for that. I have staff that strongly disagree with that and agents that disagree with that. Uh, you know, you just take auto insurance and your kid is out delivering pizzas. And do you have commercial lines policy on that on your personal auto? Most don't. And so, you know, there are so many anomalies in personal lines that, uh, you, you know, consumers still need advice and counsel uh, across the board on personal lines and, of course, on commercial lines. So it is the human element. It's still relationships. It can be online relationships uh, with your consumers and potential consumers. But at the end of the day, um, insurance is a product you have to have, but you never want to use. So insurance has to be sold. Even mandatory insurance has to be sold. Nobody wants to use their auto insurance. Nobody wants to use their health insurance. It means you're sick or you've had an accident. The only insurance I want to, that I am aware of that somebody wants to use is my wife wants to use my life insurance policy. That's it. Uh, you and me both, especially when I travel too much. Um, so I think, yeah, com complete agreement. Um, you know, the... The thing that I've that I've been trying to talk to agents about is, uh, and this is actually uh, one of your former staffers, Bill Wilson, and I have like a running, um, we'll call it conversation that goes back and forth over the the comment section of about a thousand different blog posts, but um, all around the idea of uh, how in a, in a consumer's mind, uh, insurance has been commoditized, and and I think we have to respect that 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 in from their perspective. Or, or their perception, it has been. But as agents, we can never we can never operate in that perspective, and that's like a really hard I think think that's a really hard concept to to wrap your head around. Is that even though they always view it that they always will view it that way until we change their mind, we have to respect that piece. But we can't like succumb to it. We can't just offer them what they want because we're sick of explaining what the product is. It's 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 like almost right. like a thankless battle. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, look, and it's it's a lot of the direct insurance companies that have been working to commoditize personal lines. Uh, so we've met the enemy, and it is our own industry in many respects. Yeah. Having said that, you are absolutely right. I have agents and people like Bill Wilson uh, and Chris Boggs, now his successor, yeah. uh, who strongly argue it is not a commodity. It has not been commoditized, and that from the agent perspective. Um, it really is not a commodity, but from the consumer perspective, they've been educated and hammered to believe that all auto insurance is the same, all homeowners is the same, basically, and fill in, you know, three blanks and here, boom, here it is, your minimum limits, you know, blah, 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 auto policy, and then they find out, oh, I'm not covered for that, oh, wow, I was sued and I don't have coverage, and, you know, there's all these surprises at the end of the day, take lemonade, Lemonade is, 
you know, touting that they are charging less than their competitors for homeowners and renters insurance. Well, yeah, we've done a little anecdotal research in New York where they started, and we found out, yeah, they're offering, you know, they're getting consumers that had homeowners insurance, and they're offering less coverage at less price. Well, yeah, if you offer less coverage, you can pay charge less. So it's, you know, it depends on what the consumer wants. You want want to be able to sleep at night and uh, know you have the adequate coverage and needed coverage or not. And it's incumbent upon independent agents to be educators every day of the week with consumers. Yeah. The thing with Lemonade that scares me is that um, in particular with uh, underwriting and, and, and the actuarial aspect of our business, the operational side of our business that I think so many insure techs just completely bypass, right? They just look at maybe the fact that we haven't traditionally been the best marketers and they're like, oh yeah, we, we are going to outdo these guys. They don't look at any of the back office stuff that, that goes into truly pricing the product or, or adequately setting up reserves and, and, all, and all that all claims handling, that kind of stuff. So you look at... Um, you look at Lemonade, who I was just on New York Times or, or one of the, the major news sites the other day reading an article, and here's a Lemonade ad on my screen, $5 a month for renter's insurance. Now, you and I know from, from all our work inside this industry that $5 a month for renter's insurance is crazy at, at, at an adequate or even a, even a slightly below adequate amount of renter's insurance. It is insane to think that you could offer for $5 a month. So when you look at their business model and you're offering $5 a month for almost no coverage in the most expensive city in the world, and, and then all their almost every single one of their policies is consolidated in Manhattan in the five boroughs, and you're like, they're not really doing their cover, their, their customers any uh, a service here because when they have a water loss, if you're paying $5 a month for renter's insurance, there's no way you're going to have adequate enough coverage to cover a water loss in a New York City Manhattan high-rise. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I've had... I've had insureds of mine who had renters and policies with me have losses in Manhattan. It's expensive, even for basic stuff. So it's like, it's just so bothersome on so many levels. Well, I've predicted publicly, I do not believe that Lemonade is a sustainable model, uh, but people are going to learn a lot from this model. Um, You know, it really relies a lot on honesty. They're assuming there's no insurance fraud. Uh, that people are honest in filing claims. They touted that three-second claim for a stolen coat recently. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Time will tell uh, whether their model is sustainable or not. Uh, I do not believe it is, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Bob, I appreciate your time today. I don't want to... uh... I don't want to to waste your flavor, as one would say, as you are also uh, uh, keynoting our morning on Tuesday the 6th, the day two. Uh, you're going to be speaking at Elevate 2017. We're incredibly happy to have you, um, and, and I think you will be just an absolutely phenomenal person to kind of start – uh, start our second day of the conference and, and really get people's minds going. So uh, thank you for giving us some time here. I, I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it, Ryan. Uh, and for those of you listening at home, if you want more, I know we're we're going through all of our speakers, and just uh, Bob is just another example of of the level of of expertise that we'll have walking the halls at this event. Even if even if you you listen to his presentation, go up and shake his hand, meet him, Bob. I don't mean to inundate you with people coming up and talking to you. I'm sure you don't mind. Um, you know, this is what we're going to have there. I want you there. If you can tolerate me on a weekly basis on this radio show, then you want to be at Elevate and, and just mixing and mingling with all the people that are going to be there. The, the experience, the knowledge, 
uh, all focused on independent agents. I hope you guys will visit agencynation.com forward slash elevate 17 and get your ticket today. Remember, Big Eye members, $125 discount. And because you're listening to this show, use the discount elevate10 at checkout and save an extra 10%. Guys, I hope to see you there. Bob, thank you so much. Awesome.